let's get started. So tonight we're going to be talking about the three keys to breakthrough. Three keys to breakthrough. And tonight specifically, we're going to talk about uh, the blood of the lamb. All right. And so the three keys to breakthrough, um, there are they're three of them. The blood of the lamb, the word of your testimony, and not loving your own life unto death. Those are going to be the three keys uh, to uh, breakthrough. And we're going to break down each one of them. And so tonight, we're going to talk about the blood of the lamb. And I mean, what better time to talk about the blood of the lamb than as we approach uh, Resurrection Sunday, right? And so uh, to kind of give you a little background, I'm reading a book talk, talk called The Courts of Heaven. Um, and in the book, it kind of goes through uh, <clears throat> many different ways for us to pray uh, and the th different dimensions of prayer. And that's not what we're going to talk about tonight. But in that, when it was talking about uh, the dimensions of prayer, it was talking about how we have authority through the blood. All right. Those three keys to break breakthrough. And so that's where I want to spend my time tonight is is talking about that. I will encourage you, though, uh, if you've never read the book, uh, the, there's several different courts of heaven books. The one I'm reading particularly is the course of heaven uh, about prayer strategy. Uh, and that's the one I'm reading. And that's where we're going to take a couple of these things that we're going to talk about directly from that book, because as I read that, it was eye opening for me. And has kind of changed the way I see things. And so I want to share that with you. But I want to preface it with saying, hey, I encourage you to go read the book. All right. Um, it's called The Course of Heaven, How to Position Yourself for Breakthrough in Prayer. All right. That's the name of it. Anyway, I just want to put that out there because as I use things, I don't want uh, it to be assumed that all of this came from me. It came from some of the readings. And I wanted to give Mr. Robert Henderson his shout out for writing the book. All right. So with that all out the way, let's roll. So when we come before God, the Father, we're coming before God in three different ways. And it talks about the three dimensions of prayer. It says that we come before God <clears throat> in dimension one, God is our Father, right? And I said, I'm not going into detail of that. You can read the book. In dimension two, we come before God as a friend. And then in dimension three, we come before God as a judge. And so dimension three is what we're going to kind of talk about tonight as we talk about the blood of the lamb. And so we come before God the Father for our own needs and our own desires, right? So when I come before God as a father, it's talking about my needs and my desires. When I come before God as a friend, I'm coming as an intercessor on behalf of others, right? On behalf, uh, and then I would come before God as a judge is when I'm dealing with the adversary. I'm needing God to be a judge to rule, to give a verdict on a situation that's currently operating in my life. And what we got to understand is that as, as born again believers, uh, we always say that we're believers, but we're not exempt from life circumstances, right? And what we got to understand is that there is an adversary and his and he is consistently bringing accusations against us. In 1 Peter 5 and 8, it says this, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the thing that you got to understand is that the enemy can't devour anybody that's in right judgment with God. The enemy can't devour and a curse cannot come without a cause. Uh, and so what we got to understand is that through the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus has answered 
every single thing that the enemy can accuse you of. However, we have to take the time out to operate through the blood. That word adversary in the Greek means antidote. Anti, well, I had it all down before this message. And antikados, one who brings lawsuit, right? One who brings lawsuit. That word anti means deny. Dikos means what's right. So that word antiti, y'all see it. That word means to deny what is right, right? My, my people in studio laughing at me. Hey, you know me. Hey, I'm a, I'm a boy from the South. If it's something I can't say, I promise I had it down. And then now uh, I'm having little issues with it. But hey, y'all, we good. But anyway, that word anti means denying that the word decos means what's right. So when he says I'm the adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion to do what? To deny what's right. Uh, I mean, and if you think about it, he uses that, and this is another book, I mean, another thing I was focusing on for my own personal life is how the enemy uses distractions to deny us from getting what's right. Think about Eve in the garden. She, he used distraction. He distracted her from what the word says by, by talking about, oh, it ain't that big of a deal. That ain't really what God says. God is trying to keep this from you. He know if you eat of this tree, then you won't, you'll be just like him. He distracted Eve. Right, because that's his job. He's trying to deny what was right. How was he doing that? Through a means of distraction. And so, so what he said is, I'm going to offer you something better than what God intended for you to have. And what we got to realize is this: that the world could never offer us anything that's better than what God has already provided. The world can't offer you anything that's better than what God has already provided. Now, the world may offer you something quicker. It may offer you something by another means, but it will never be as good and it will never be as complete as what the kingdom has for your life. And so that word deny right. So this is where this is why that we sometimes we experience conflict is because the adversary is making accusations. Right. We also got sin in our life and we're also not pleading the blood of Jesus over situations and we're not coming in prayer the way that we're supposed to by faith. And this conflict may appear to be in the, in the physical and that there and that and where there's an enemy wants you to try to battle. So the enemy is always trying to get me out of the spirit into the physical because the weapons of our warfare we talked about last week are not carnal, but they're mighty through the there, but they're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Our fight is never in the physical. Our fight is never with people. Our fight is always with in the spiritual, and we have already overcome that by the blood of the Lamb. But as long as I try to focus on what I see with my natural eyes, and I entertain fights in this earth, they're only distractions to keep me from utilizing the blood of Jesus in order to bring me the victory that the blood has already guaranteed. All right. So let's go to our base scripture for tonight, which is Revelations 12, 10 through 12. It states, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him, right? So how did they overcome him? They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, number one, the word of their testimony, number two, and they did not love their lives to the death, which is number three. 
In verse 12, it says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in him. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. And so as the accuser, it's the enemy's job to always be blaming you for things that you don't deserve, denying you what's right. And so God being a just God cannot stop the effects of sin for those who do not believe. Because if God can stop the effects of sin, then there will be no sin. Nobody will be in this earth without, because the only reason that we're without is because of the consequences of sin. Sickness is a consequence of sin. Poverty is a consequence of sin. Depression, lack, all of those are consequences of sin. God, and because there is still those things existing in the earth, we know that the kingdom of heaven hasn't fully manifested. And God being a just God can't stop in the earth what he has given you and our power to overcome. And so what we got to do is embrace the fact that God is not a lie and that he is just and that if I operate according to the system that he has designed for me to operate according to, then everything I need in this earth will be provided to me. All right. But the thing about God being just and faithful is this. If you don't operate by faith, then he won't be able to rescue you out of the situation that you're in. If you don't operate by faith and plead the blood of Jesus, then you won't be you won't be able to inherit what the blood has already purchased on your behalf. Why? Because the accuser is bringing things against you and you got to use the blood. You can't use your own character. You can't use mama's character. You can't go wishing and hoping. Those things don't bring breakthrough. What brings breakthrough is the blood they overcame. In verse 11, it says they overcame by him, by the blood of the lamb, by the word of the testimony, and that they did not live their love to live their lives unto death. And so those are the three things that we're going to have to focus on in order to receive the breakthrough that God has for us. But today we're going to talk about the blood. All right. Revelation 12 and 11. I know, Pastor Edwin, if I could sing, I would sing that. I was singing it in the car. I know it was blood. Right. But I ain't going to sing for y'all. We ain't going to do that. Revelation 12 and 11. All right. Let's keep rolling. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. All right by the blood of the lamb. The enemy is consistently bringing accusations against you, but Jesus' sacrifice gives us everything we need to experience a full breakthrough. Go ahead and say that. Say, Jesus' sacrifice has given me everything to receive a full breakthrough. Jesus' sacrifice has given me everything to receive a full breakthrough. He has given us everything we would need to silence the accuser and see the fullness of what God wants for us to become reality in our lives. The blood has purchased a reality that our hearts desire when it's lined up with God. But the problem is, even if God has issued a judgment, somebody has to carry out that judgment. And so if I go to court and I'm being... And in the court, it says, hey, you're sick, right? This is the thing. This is a judgment against you. If I'm in court and, and the court says that, hey, you're sick, and all I do is say, hey, I'm not sick. I, I'm free. But I don't utilize the tools that God gave me to, to issue in the court because what the blood does is says, 
the blood covers me. What the blood does is come in, the, in your place. What the blood does is causes God to remember the sacrifice of Jesus. And so the blood speaks on my behalf. And that's how I access healing. That's how I access provision. That's how I access peace of mind because I let the blood do the job it was designed to do. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. In Genesis 4 and 9, it says the blood speaks. In Genesis 4 and 9, when Cain killed Abel, God came to Cain and said, where is Abel, your brother? Y'all all remember the story. Cain said, geez, I don't, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And God replies, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. From here, you can see that Abel's blood spoke, and from it, God judged and sent his game. Cain, man, you hear that? Abel's blood was speaking to God. And what it did, God judged and sent its Cain. But here's the great thing about that Abel's blood had spoken. However, Jesus' blood speaks to us right now today. It is speaking on our behalf. It is saying that Christian is virtuous. It's saying that Brenda is debt free. It is saying that Cynthia has all her needs met. It is saying that Chandra has peace of mind. It is saying that there's nothing lacking or nothing broken in your life. That's what the blood is saying on your behalf. It says when the Bible says we overcome the accuser by the blood it is because we come in agreement with what the blood is saying. The blood gives God the legal right to forgive. The blood gives God the legal right to forgive. So when I access the kingdom of heaven through the blood, then what I am doing is giving God the legal right to do what he said he was going to do. You're not worthy of debt freedom, but because of the blood, you have a right to debt freedom. You, you, you're not worthy of forgiveness, but because of the blood, you have a right to forgiveness. And we have to come in agreement with what the blood is saying. Why? Because the blood is speaking. The same way the blood spoke to God concerning Abel and he judged Cain, the same way that the blood of Jesus speaks to God and he judges us. And he always sees us innocent. He always forgives us. He always keeps us. And that we are already overcome. Why? Wow, we've overcome by the blood. And so number one, the blood of Jesus, what does it do? It prophesies. The blood of Jesus is actively speaking. The blood of Jesus is actively speaking. The blood is prophetic in nature and it is still speaking. That means it has a prophetic element connected to it. And we can pick up in the spirit what the blood is saying. This is the whole dimensions of Hebrews 12. All right. So, so here's the thing. We have to come in agreement with. I love what Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean, we talked about agreement, alignment, agreement, and advancement. If you don't come with an agreement with what the blood is doing, what the blood is speaking, then you can't have the rewards of what the blood has provided. And so many times we think it's okay to sin a little. We think that, and let's just talk about it. You ain't out there doing all them other things, but God has told you about your overeating. God has told you about uh, 
not watching as much TV. God has told you about the distractions of social media. Let's just talk about the little things. God has told you about those things and he has asked you not to do that. And anytime we choose to exercise disobedience to anything that the Holy Spirit has asked us to do, what we do is it pulls us out of agreement with God. And anytime we're out of agreement with God, it gives the enemy, Satan, a right to bring accusations against us. And when he brings accusations against us and we're living in a life, and though we're born again, we're saved and we set free, we're not operating in agreement to the blood. And so the Bible talks about how a curse doesn't come without a cause. What happens is the way that we're living our lifestyle, though we're born again believers, we're living carnal and we're not lining up with the things that God has asked us to do. And because we're not living according to that, when the enemy brings an accusation against us and we're not in agreement with the blood of Jesus, what then happens is the opportunity for the accusation and God being just and God being faithful, he can't say to the enemy that that's not true because now it is true. I am sinning. I am operating. And though freedom and victory from sin is available, I am choosing not to agree with it. And when I'm choosing not to agree with it, I give the accuser a right to deny me from experiencing what is right. Does that make any sense? And so that's why Pastor Sean is always harping. And, and you hear us talk about the importance of obedience. Obedience keeps you in agreement. And when I'm in agreement with what the blood is doing, it gives me the ability to inherit the rewards in which the blood has provided. And so if I want to experience my best life, then I got to be in agreement with the blood. All right. Hebrews 12 says this, but rather you have come to Mount Zion, even to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to countless multitudes of angels and festival gathering. And to the church of the firstborn who are registered as citizens in heaven, and to the God who is judge of all, and to act and to the spirits of the righteousness, the redeemed in heaven, who have been made perfect. All right. Verse 24 it says this, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood which does what? What does it say do? The sprinkled blood which speaks of mercy a better and nobler and more gracious message than the blood of Abel, which cried out of vengeance. So the Bible says in verse 24 that the blood of Jesus is speaking on my behalf. And so that's how they overcame the enemy by the blood of Jesus, the word of their testimony, right? Because when I come in agreement with the blood, I'm allowed to receive the reward of the blood. And we'll talk about in a moment, the blood speaks, <laughs> right? The blood, the blood speaks. And for me, that was so good for me. Maybe y'all already know it, but that was so good for me. So many times we come in to God and, and we're coming with all of these different words and all this. And instead of just saying, Lord, I thank you that right now, you know what? I messed up, Father. But what I do know, even though I messed up, that the blood has covered me. So God, I thank you that I'm in this court, in this accusation of sin, Father, I repent and I let the blood speak on my behalf. I thank you that the blood covers this situation and that I am whole and I am free. I thank you that I'm receiving the reward that the blood has purchased on my behalf. I agree with the blood. But when you're living in sin and you're choosing to do things that is in opposition to what God has asked you to, you can't now be trying to plead the blood 
blood, while then all of your actions show that you're not in agreement with the blood. And so you got to make sure that those things are aligned, aligning because true repentance means that I turn and walk away from the thing that I was doing. But so many of us are double-minded. We want everything that our flesh wants while also wanting the blood to do everything that the blood is designed to do. But the blood can't do what it's designed to do while we're over here doing everything that we want to do. Why? Because the blood is speaking to you. Holy Spirit is speaking to you telling you, hey, Ralph, stop that. Hey, April, go this direction. Hey, Courtney, you don't need to do that. Hey, 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 Ressa, go this way. But every time we choose to do something different, then there it is. And that's why we're, sometimes we're, we're living out consequences, natural consequences of the decisions we have made to walk in opposition to God. God being just and faithful, yes, the blood will see that we're forgiven, but we're still dealing with the consequences of the decisions that were made. That's why we have to go to God and we say, God, I thank you that the blood forgives. And I thank you that the blood is, is nullifying every decision and act that I have done that will cause the consequences of sin to come upon me. Lord, I thank you that the blood is speaking on my behalf to nullify every single act, every single generational curse, every single thing that has dwelled within my family, within my life, I let the blood speak on my behalf. But then I don't continue doing that. That's how, This is how the Lord checked me. I'll talk about myself. The Lord, I be, I was offended that I was, I, I was diagnosed diabetic. I was really bothered by that. I mean, it's a truth I've had to work with. And so one of the things that I had, I was ashamed, I was in denial, I was like, what did I do wrong and all of these things. And as I processed through this, the Lord just told me, he was like, Ralph, check it. There are things that the accuser would try to bring, bring into your life because they were things that were in your lineage's life. And so what you got to understand is, is that you have already overcome this right? Because the first word the Lord gave me was temporary. I didn't know what all that meant, but as I, I, I'm working through it, I, I'm understanding more. And so as I was reading this, I'm understanding a lot more that some of you, let me preface this, some of it is because of your own decision, but some of the things you experience is strictly based off things that have happened in your family. You are experiencing things because nobody else before you utilize the blood of God to break the curse on uh, according for that thing in your family. And so for me, it was, di it, it was diabetes. And so the Lord has said, here's the thing, because I felt like, Lord, uh, it, that's unfair. Like, you know, and it is unfair, but here's the thing. Somebody has to be the person that breaks the curse. God is always looking for somebody willing to stand and, and break the curse. And, and a lot of times he's like, will that be you? It's not because God, I mean, because when those things come, we're already, we're already delivered. We're already set free. So anyway, uh, as I've navigated this, the Lord told me, he was just like, look, healing belongs to you and healing is yours, but how you receive that healing looks a little different because you got to walk the path that I've designed for you to walk. And I'm like, well, God say more. He says so many times as believers, what you guys want to do is, is take a cookie cutter method 
to receive what I have already possessed you. I mean, uh, provided for you instead of taking the directions that I give you. Uh, he is like, you can't start in the same place as somebody else. You're not starting in the same place as somebody else. So you can't take the same path to get the, the healing that they got. And I was like, okay, Lord, keep, keep talking to me. He says, picture this. I have given everybody, praise God, Cynthia. Um, I have given everybody Google Maps. And I have told everybody to go to Florida, for example. Everybody on this call have been given an instruction by God to get to Florida. Everybody on this call has been given access to Google Maps. But what God says, when everybody gets to Florida and they enter their destination, everybody will get different directions on how to get there. And he says, what we want to do, even though said is in Little Rock and we got partners in Memphis, Said's trying to use the same directions that the partner in Memphis has to get to the location. And he says, the problem is that's not what's meant for Said's life. I, yes, I've told you to get somewhere. Yes, I've told you it belonged to you, but you're so caught up in replicating what other people are doing instead of hearing me on how I told you to get there. And so he said, Ralph, other people may be able to eat fruit and, and do all this stuff and, and do that. And, and they get their A1C uh, drops. But this is what I need for you to do if you want your A1C to drop. And it's some and I'll be honest with you, I was bothered. I'm like, well, God, that ain't fair. Like, like how do they get to eat uh, this, this, and this? And, and they A1C is still doing whatever. But then I got to be all over here doing this, this, and this for mine to be right. Now, diabetes may not be your thing. Your thing may be money. Your thing may be a job. Your thing may be a spouse. Your thing may be the attitude. Well, why does Seth get to say that, but I can't say that because that ain't your path? Well, why, why does Elder Valley get to do X, but I can't get to do X because that ain't your path? And when we're talking about agreeing with the blood, we have to align with the blood where the blood tells us to go. So as the blood speaks to us, we got to be more concerned about the direction for where God is telling us to go than the direction that we've seen other people go. So that's what that's what he says, Nitra. Stay your lane. Do it my way. Yeah, I got healing for everybody, but you ain't going to experience the healing unless you hear what the blood is saying, unless you hear Holy Spirit, unless you come in agreement with it, unless you do those things. And so, so many times what we want to do is have all of these easy ways to do stuff and we want to get offended with god because i mean how 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 the, how they going on vacation and they getting to do all this and lord all you got me doing in this season is sowing money well do you want to be wealthy or do you not do you believe god is a liar or do you not like what are you believing because if you believe god is telling you the truth then you're not concerned what other people are doing with their money, right? Because you got Google, you got the GPS. It is giving you directions based off your location. And for so many of us, our location is immaturity. Our location is a lack of word. Our location is ignorance. Our location for some people is stupidity. And God is trying to get you from that location to where he wants you to be. But it looks different than other people's. And if you're only concerned about how other people got there, then you miss 
out on the very thing that the blood was trying to get you because you're so concerned on the path on getting there. When I talk to Aiden, I don't talk to Aiden the same way I talk to Abel because their maturity and their understandings are different. So that's why the Lord is talking to you at the level in which you, your age doesn't matter. How long you go to church doesn't matter. Whether you're a pastor, evangelist, prophet, bishop, or you have zero title in the ministry, that doesn't matter. God talks to you based on your maturity and understanding of where you are in Christ. And that's how he locates you to navigate you to the place you, you need to go. All right, let's keep rolling. Number two, the blood of Jesus. Number one, you remember the blood of Jesus prophesied, it speaks. The, the blood of Jesus speaks of forgiveness. It gives God the legal right to forgive you your sins. And so that's the awesome thing about that. The blood of Jesus is speaking, giving me, God, the legal right to forgive me. We all know what 1 John 1 and 9 says, that God is just and faithful, right? We'll talk about that more in a minute. But the blood has overcome the accuser. But you only experience the freedom of the blood that, that the blood provides when you come into the agreement with the blood. We've already talked about that. No matter where you find yourself, you can always ask this. Lord, I am asking for the, your blood to speak for me. I thank you that your blood is speaking for me. And I'm asking that this sin be covered with the blood of Jesus. I'm asking for the blood to speak. Those are things that you can say. And that's why, that's why Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit to pray when we don't know what to pray because the Holy Spirit is pleading what we know needs to be pleaded for. And so many times we come to God in prayer and we're just asking for stuff. We're coming to God as father when he needs us to come to him as a friend or he needs us to come to him as a judge. We're not coming to God in the form that he, we need for him to be, to be uh, in that situation. I need you to judge this, God, because I am tired of not seeing the prosperity in my healing that I'm, I'm supposed to see. So, God, I thank you that the blood speaks for me. I thank you that the blood is speaking to me now, prophesying on the things that I need to do. I come in agreement with what the blood has for me, and I thank you that healing belongs to me. I thank you that every accusation that the enemy has against me, my family, and everybody else in my generation, I thank you that it is now covered by the blood. And I thank you that every time that he comes before the courts of heaven, to say that this belongs to me, that the blood speaks on my behalf, and this is not something that I, any, I entertain any longer. I thank you that freedom belongs to me because the blood has brought that as a reward and a benefit thereof. And so that's what I pray. Because the blood gives God the legal right to operate on our behalf, to forgive us, to heal us, to prosper us and do all those things. Because what? Sin brought death and destruction, and what the blood brought was freedom and liberty and abundance. So you cannot go to God just pleading and hoping and wishing. You must have faith in the blood's ability to do for you what you cannot do for yourself, which is heal, restore, and forgive. In the Old Testament, you know that they will go behind the veil and sprinkle blood, and it will be a testimony for the high priest, and it will forgive their sins for a year. But here's the great thing. We don't got to go behind the veil that's been torn down. Christ's blood on our behalf is continuously operating in forgiveness and speaking of forgiveness for us. 
We have to hear what the blood is prophesying. We have to obey the judicial process God has established for our forgiveness. And we must use obedience as a weapon. Did you hear what I said? Obedience is a weapon to not give Satan grounds to bring accusations against us. So every time, and that's why God says, if you love me, you obey me. He's not asking us to obey him because he wants to discomfort us. He's not asking us to obey him because he wants to rearrange our lives. He's not asking, well, he does want to rearrange our lives. Let me rephrase it. He's not asking us to obey him because he, he doesn't have anything else to do. Obedience is a weapon designed to put us in agreement so that we may inherit the reward in which the blood of Jesus has spoken to it on our behalf in the course of heaven. And so every time I choose obedience, I choose to allow the blood to speak and bring me the uh, bring me the judgment of that obedience. And so when I obey God, then I have prosperity. When I obey God, I have provision. When I obey God, I have peace of mind. When I obey God, I have perfect relationships. When I obey God, I have joy in my life. When I obey God, I am not lacking or not missing in any area of my life. Why? Because that's what the blood is designed to do. Obedience is a weapon designed for you to stay in agreement with God so you may inherit the reward of the blood, which is forgiveness. That's how I know that when I'm in faith, like, like the Bible says, there's therefore now no condemnation, right? To those who are in Christ Jesus. So pretty much there's no, no condemnation for those who come in agreement with what? The blood. I can't be condemned. Why? Because when I go to court, the blood is speaking on my behalf. Jesus is like, yeah. I mean, I mean, God may be there. The accuser is like, yeah, Ralph did this, 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 and this. The, uh, <laughs> I love that. The obedience is my chopper out here in these spiritual streets. The accuser is making accusations against all these things. Ralph did this, 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 and this. And what the blood says is that, hey, Ralph is, is completely covered. Ralph is in agreement with what I need him to do. And because Ralph is in agreement with all those things, the blood gives me the reward of being perfect with God and God being just and faithful, which we'll talk about in a moment. As a judge, God has to forgive me because the blood has spoke on my behalf. The problem is, it's not that God hasn't forgiven you, is that you haven't forgiven yourself. You're still holding yourself hostage to actions that God doesn't even have memory of. I was talking to one of my uh, co-workers today about something. And you know, anywhere you work, you got shifty co-workers. And, uh, and, and I said it before I realized it. I was like, do you remember when such and such did this? I was like, no. I said, I purposely choose to forget things like that because if I don't choose to forget those things, it causes me to want to judge those people in a way that I shouldn't do it. God is like, as far as the east is for the west, so far have I removed your sins from you. So God is like, I don't even remember what you did, said. Why are you disqualifying yourself from my goodness? I don't even know what you did, Everett. Why are you disqualifying yourself from my goodness? I don't even remember what you did, Trina. Why are you disqualifying yourself from my goodness? The blood has spoke on your behalf and you are forgiven, received the inheritance in which the blood has brought, purchased on your behalf. 
But anytime I walk in condemnation, it's only a distraction of the accuser. We talked about that word, which is to deny what's right. So condemnation is a distraction that the enemy uses to prevent us from receiving what's right because we disqualify ourselves based on the fact that we don't feel like we should inherit that. And if you don't feel like you should inherit that, then you can't exercise faith to believe that you should inherit that. So you end up settling for whatever that you experience. Because you don't understand that the blood is speaking on your behalf and it causes God to forgive you. Number three, the blood of Jesus testifies in the court of heaven. The blood has given God the legal right to pardon sin, not just once, but forever. The blood of God has given God the legal right to pardon sin forever. We live under a better covenant. Christ has taken his blood and poured it out on our behalf. His blood is speaking as a testimony before God and the silencing of the accuser. Every time a thought comes, you're like, you're like, well, man, you know what? I remember that time I blew that money and I didn't, I didn't do it the way God told me to do it. The blood covered that. The blood covered that. You just move on. Kids get it. Kids get it. Kids get it. My kids can go do something. At 842. It's 842. My kids can do something right now, 842, that they know I wouldn't like. That would be considered sin, right? Missing the mark in our family. But by nine o'clock, if that long, or even after they get in trouble and, and finish crying, they're like, well, daddy, can I have? Why? Because they understand that just because they messed up once, it doesn't disqualify them forever. In the same breath that I messed up and I said I was sorry and I asked for forgiveness, I can then allow the blood of God to give me access back to the reward that I was supposed to have in the first place. Same breath. But for so many of us, that breath of repentance is falling on, <laughs> on stony ground because we don't mean it in our heart. You ain't really repenting. You just, you just hope she, she ain't pregnant or you ain't pregnant this time. But you have no intent to stop having sex. You just hoping that you are, you ain't you don't come up big that your cycle starts. You you that I mean that ain't what that ain't what repentance looks like. And then that's what allows the enemy because you're not in agreement with the word to be able to cause a curse and things like that to come onto your life. So you think obedience is just about discomfort, or you just think obedience is about that. Obedience is the weapon that tears away the that silences the accuser's ability to bring accusations against you that cause them to stick. Number four, the blood of Jesus testifies against the accusations of Satan. There is no accusation that the enemy can bring to you that the blood has not already answered. There is no accusation that the enemy can bring to you that the blood has not already answered. God asking us to meditate on his word, to study, to show ourselves approved, to lean not to our own understanding is for us to know what the blood is uh, doing. You got to know what the blood is doing. If I 
And that's why we're, we we teach what we teach. That's why Pastor Son them spent time talking about the perspective of God. I mean, on Sunday. All right. The blood makes me blameless. That's right. That, that's why we do those things. You ignorance of the blood doesn't give you a reason to, I mean, ignorance of the blood only causes you not to inherit the goodness of God. Like my grandma and them, there are some things that they inherited because they understood the character of God. But as I've studied the blood more and more, then as I spend more time with God and I understand his character, then there are more layers that I can now uncover so that Aiden's generation will be freer than my generation. There are things that I can stop in the bloodline because I understand how to access God to put a cease to silence the accuser on things that may be hindering my family's my family's lineage. But but if you don't spend time and you continue to not study your word, then you are not able to access the blood or come into agreement with the blood because you don't even know the power of the blood. You don't even know that the same blood that saves is the same blood that heals. You don't know that the same blood that saves is the same blood that restores marriages. You don't know that the same blood that saves is the same blood that uh, restores finances. That same blood does so many things on our behalf. That same blood silences the accuser. That same blood brings freedom. That same blood brings uh, peace and joy and comfort. That same blood brings job opportunities to you. That same blood. But as long as you don't spend time understanding that, then you don't understand that that blood has so many different facets to bring me a life of abundance. If you don't know what the blood is doing on your behalf, you can't overcome by the blood. I can't overcome by the blood if I don't know what the blood is doing. If I don't know what the blood is capable of. How many of you guys have ever had anything in, a lot of us have cell phones. And we didn't read the manuals. We didn't watch any YouTube how best tips on how to use the, the Galaxy or the iPhone. When you don't know the capabilities, the full capabilities of an object, you end up only using it for what you feel like is what's best, not what the manufacturer designed for it to do in order for you to experience the full manifestation of that. And that's the same thing we have done with the word of God. We have utilized the word of God to put us in a position that we feel is comfortable. I feel like making six digits is okay, but man, making making seven, ooh, that's a stretch. I feel like $40,000 is comfortable. So we use the word of God to get us to 40,000, but because that's what we're comfortable with. But the manufacturer says that I have come so that you may have life and more abundantly. There's nothing abundant about making $40,000 because you can't even pay everything that you need. You can't even answer everything that needs to be answered. You can't even do those things. But as long as we use our own flesh and our own understanding, we lean to that to use the word of God to get us to a place that we bet that we have get us to a place where we have lived better than we ever lived before, but not take us to the place in which the manufacturer has called us to live, which is wealth, abundance, and overflow, where we have so much money that we don't even have to consider that in all of our time is spent manifesting kingdom, then that's where we need to be. But so many times we dummy the word down, we dummy the blood, the rewards of the blood down to what we feel comfortable receiving in our flesh. And maybe that's just me. Maybe y'all ain't never done that. All right. 
but but that's what we have done all right so number five is we we got two more the blood of jesus speaks of jesus faithful and legal nature we must repent for the blood to answer our accusation first john 1 and 9 says if we confess our sins he is faithful which speaks about god's covenant keeping nature right he is faithful and he is just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from our, all our unrighteousness. Faithful speaks to God's covenant keeping nature. God is faithful. He cannot lie. He's going to do his the same to yesterday, today, and forever. That faithful speaks to God's covenant keeping nature. Just speaks to his legal nature. So when I come to God and I confess our sins, he is both faithful meaning that he's be, he's going to be consistent and he is just meaning that he's going to follow the legal process to forgive our sins what's the legal process for me to plead the blood the bible says those who come to him must come to him believe that he is and he is a warder of those that diligently seek him the just shall live by faith um and so what we got to understand is that when i have faith in the blood being the redeeming uh thing for my life then it causes God to have to redeem me. God, I thank you that I'm redeemed and I'm set free because the blood speaks on my behalf and Jesus covers me. Through his death, I have been made whole. So I go to God reminding God of why I am just, why I am forgiving of sins because of the blood of Jesus. He is just and he's faithful. When we confess our sins, we are activating the legal realm that God operates in so the blood can speak on our behalf and God has the legal right to forgive us. God has to forgive us. So it don't matter what Pookie and, and, and Mama Nim and, and Lulu and Wanda got to say. They're like, well, you still look like the whatever you used to be. Well, I ain't. Why? Because the blood has spoken on my behalf. Well, you still... Uh, you, you don't look no different. Well, it don't matter what I look like. The blood is spoken on my behalf. It don't matter what I, you don't even got to feel like you're free. You know, the blood is spoken on your behalf. That's what faith says. Faith says that I know the blood has purchased a reward for me and I am going to receive the reward in which the blood has purchased on my behalf. Regardless of what this economy is doing, Lord, I thank you for what the blood has purchased on my behalf. Regardless of what the job market looked like, Lord, I thank you for what the blood has purchased on my behalf. Regardless of what my body may be saying to me, Lord, I thank you for what the blood has purchased on my behalf. Regardless of what my kids are doing and how they're behaving and how they don't look like the thing that you said, Lord, I thank you for that the blood is what the blood has purchased on my behalf. I thank you that as I teach them, I know that they won't depart from it. Lord, I thank you right now for what the blood has purchased on my behalf. I, I don't need to know. I don't need to go into all of that how I feel. How you feel doesn't matter. I thank you, Lord, for what the blood has purchased on my behalf. Why? Because we overcome by the blood of Jesus. We don't overcome by what I'm hoping for. I don't overcome by what I'm thinking about. I don't overcome by what sister and all these plans had to say. I don't overcome by what's written in books. I overcome by the blood of Jesus. And if God didn't tell you to do the Daniel fast to lose weight, then you doing the Daniel fast doesn't obligate the blood to bring forth what the blood has promised you. If, if you saving all your money and putting it in the bank 
when God told you to sow, you won't be any better off at the end of saving all your money because that's not the plan that God has given you. And so we, that's why he says, lean not to your own understanding because leaning to your own understanding gives the accuser grounds to blame you because you're not operating according to covenant. And so why your money messed up? Because you're not doing with your money what God told you to do with it. You got a curse on your money. That's why you always, every time you get ahead, you always find your something, something pops up to always bring you down. I remember Pastor and them told us that. Something pops up. She's like, I was like, we always would get to this number, guys. And every time we got to this number, something would happen. And, 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 and it would be like, man, we would have to spend the money. It's just like, what is going on? Pastor was like, that's a curse. I'm like, what do you do? I'm like, what do you do? She's like, you, you break the curse. You go to God and you ask God, what do I need to do? And here's the thing. He was like, you got to change what you're calling your savings. Your savings is not a rainy day fund, Ralph. Your savings is the bless. He told me, your savings is the bless God and bless people. He said, that's what your savings is for. Rename what you call your savings. You don't have rainy day funds. You don't, you don't have emergency money, right? I don't have an emergency fund. I have an account that's designed to bless God and to bless people. And when we rename that and, and God spoke to us on what we needed to do, then we don't have setbacks. We our number keeps getting higher and higher and higher. Now I remember that I was I was a junior in college, and me and April was living in Carson Terrace University Apartments. And she told us that, and and I remember thousand dollars was our our, our 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 threshold. That every time we got to a thousand dollars, man, something happened. A car broke down, or or, or 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 bill somebody got sick, or something happened that we used that money. But and, and Pastor Evans right, semantics matter because when you say it's an emergency fund, and, and let me talk about myself. When I said it was an emergency fund, or if I said it was a rainy day fund. That's what those are what the words that I was speaking. And I told you what how do we overcome? By the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. So my words were indicating that this is money earmarked for the purposes of rainy days and emergencies. So if that's what the money's purpose to do, and that money needs to be uh targeted, then there needs to be what rainy days and emergencies so that, that money could be utilized. So now, God, I thank you that that money is used to bless God and to bless people. And the great thing about that, that every time I bless God and every time I bless people, according to the word, the Bible says that he won't do without a cheerful prompt to do giver, that he'll give back unto me hundredfold. And so now, even when I bless God and I bless people, then all of that is coming back to me in a multiplied amount. Why? Because that is the system of seed, time, and harvest that God has established for those who operate according to his blood, his covenant. All right, let's wrap up. Number six, the blood of Jesus speaks of Jesus' passion for the people of God to win for the lamb the rewards of his suffering. God, like, look, I'm trying to get, Jesus came and suffered. I want y'all to experience the rewards of his suffering, right? Jesus' blood is crying out for everything he's filled it for to become a reality. Jesus' blood is crying out for everything he spilled it for to become reality. 
God is like, I am not wasting this blood. Every drop of blood that was shed on that cross, God is saying that it is crying out to manifest in this earth what Jesus spilled it for. It says, you see, the blood of God, the blood doesn't just forgive, the blood doesn't just protect. The blood of Jesus cries out for his purpose to be done on this earth. For his blood, his purpose to be done on this earth. This is where we have to have an ear to hear prophetically what the blood is speaking. What you start picking up what the blood is saying and when it stares the passion of God inside of you. When you spend enough time with God and you spend enough time understanding the blood of God, this becomes your saying. I hate what God hates and I love what God loves. But God, I love chocolate cake. But if God told you don't eat chocolate cake, now I hate chocolate cake. God, I, I love watching TV, but I want you to fast from TV and social media for a month. Well, you know what? I just decided that I now hate TV and social media for the next month. When you come into agreement that quickly with God, that's when the blood can bring you the rewards as quickly. But so many times the blood, God has given you things and asking you to do things, as Pastor Sean says, the seemingly small things, right? Those tiny things that seem not to matter. God is trying to grow you up in your maturity. God is trying to make sure that he can trust you. He is trying to develop your character because there are other things that God is wanting to give to you, but you still haven't passed the test where you can't go get on Facebook for a day. God can't even trust you not to drink the Coke. He can't trust you not to eat the pound cake. He can't trust you not to cuss out your spouse. He can't trust you to have a good attitude with your kids. It's the small things. And now you're asking God for a job and for a promotion. And God's saying, I'm just trying to get you to be to talk nice to your spouse. God is like, I'm just trying to get you to control your body. Because if you can't control your body now with food and I make you the CEO of a company, then the enemy is just going to have a bigger stage in which to make us all fools. So I'm trying to grow you up. But you don't want to grow up. And when you don't want to grow up, God can become. You can't experience the rewards that God has for you. All right. Uh, and, 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 and God's character is a thing. Uh, and we, we develop the passion that God has for us when we allow the blood to speak on our behalf. I hate what God hates. I love what God loves. I was fascinated by a story of the Moravian people in the 1400s. And, it, and this is where we wrap up at. And this, and this is truly is love. The Moravian people, there were a group of people in the 1400s. And they loved God so much that they would sell themselves into slavery to give them access to other parts of the world that they wouldn't normally have access to so they could minister the word of God to those people. Can you imagine selling yourself and volunteering to selling yourself into slavery? And they say as they were getting on their boats and they were going to the different places through means of slavery, they're like, go do the work of the Lord. Let the blood speak for you, right? That's how committed they were to the vision of God. I don't, that's what I was saying, Pastor. When I read that, I was like, man, look, we, we talk about sacrifice. We talk about that. They organized themselves to go into slavery just to have access to a different area of the world to share the gospel. And we won't even share it at Walmart. 
and the cars that God has blessed us with to drive there. We won't even share it with gospel on our jobs, with the God, with, where God has provided us income. Heck, most of our, some of our kids don't even know Jesus and they live with us. We won't even get sign them on the victory zone to watch the lessons. We won't even have them sign up for Ignite to be on small groups. Really, is the blood of Jesus speaking to us and igniting a passion within us to want to minister to other people? Because why? That's the reward of the lamb for his suffering. It's more and more souls. I have come so that you may have what first? Life. What is that life? Eternal life. I have come so that you may have life and have it what? More abundantly. But we won't even do that. Why? Because if you're not careful, Christianity becomes something that only benefits you instead of benefiting other people. Think about how many messages you hear on salvation and, and ministering and evangelism and all those things. It's about faith. Not that I, and I'm not discounting any of that, but I'm saying never forget the number one cause of the blood. He died so that we may have life in Christ, eternal life. And our job as believers is to, and he wants that blood to prosper us so that we make, so that the kingdom can take care of us so that we can do the work of the kingdom, which is what? To save and to seek those who are lost. So I hate what God hates and I love what God loves. What does God love? God loves people. God loves the people that you don't like. So I love the people. God loves the people I don't like. So I love the people that I don't like. God loves the people that I, 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 I don't hate anybody, but if God, but if I did, I love them because God loves them. We don't get a choice about loving people. I'll say it for you one more time. You don't get a choice about loving people, not as a believer. Believer, if you're choosing to love people, then you're already outside the will of God. You don't get a choice. I don't get a choice on how I interact with people. I allow the Holy Spirit to tell me what to do with people. Why? Because I submit myself to them. And that's number six. When the blood of Jesus speaks of Jesus' passion for the people of God to win for the lamb, the rewards of his suffering, that's what you want to do. You want to do what God wants you to do when the blood is operating in your life and you understand that. So let us close with this prayer. Lord, I want you to know that we agree with your blood. We agree that your blood brings healing. Your blood brings salvation. Your blood brings forgiveness. And your blood brings protection. We agree that the blood causes us to remember you. Lord, we thank you that we are, we thank you for your blood and we agree that the blood of Jesus has brought freedom, redemption and liberty. We thank you that your blood has caused us to remember what the purposes of the kingdom, that we love people the same way that you love people. We hate things the way the things that you hate. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for the blood that you've shed for us and we don't take your blood for granted. We know how precious it is, Father, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. We agree with the blood. We agree with the blood. We agree with the blood. And, and that's your prayer. And so, uh, and that's the word. And so next week we'll come talk talk about the so there's three things remember. The blood, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, right? The word of our testimony. 
and then those people that did not love their lives to their to death they did not love their lives to death and that's going to be a good one you can't love your life <laughs> you can't love your life and live it the way you want to and overcome the enemy you just can't you can't so so that's it uh let me go through the uh, uh announcements real quick all right so let me get to the announcements folder today on friday all right today's wednesday y'all know on friday we got champion circle at 6 30 a.m make sure you join there you guys have been doing a great job let's keep joining let's keep signing up let's keep signing up let's keep signing in let's keep uh tagging people and, and ask friends you may because i got some principles and things i work with uh and i didn't even know they were watching it was like hey man i didn't i didn't i didn't see you share the thing this week they didn't know that they go to fellowship of champions so make sure that you're sharing the things on your personal page because sometimes people are watching you didn't even know uh and so make sure you're sharing that all right then on sunday at nine o'clock all right usually we have christian valley worship she will not be live this sunday at 9 a.m okay no christian valley worship however at 9 30 a.m pastor sean and pastor edwin will be live with our online service all right and this sunday after uh they go live for the online service it'll be followed up at 11 o'clock for our easter celebration uh at Fe in fairville at 11 o'clock central standard time okay on monday we have strategies for success led by pastor sean um and that's at 12 noon central standard time and that's on her personal and professional page sean dennis strickland and then sean strickland go like love and follow those tuesday night we have prayer at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, led by one of our awesome uh, prayer uh, team members. And then Wednesday, you know, we have Ignite at 7, and then, of course, Bible Study at 8. Uh, at Fellowship of Champions, you know that we have 100% tithers, and that our partners are active givers. They hear God, and they give the way God has caused them to give. That's the other reason why we have some of the wealthiest partners in the whole world, because they obey God when it comes to their money. Uh, and so you can give the Gillify, Push Bay, Tali, and Text to Give uh, if you're in the you know, uh, United States. If you are one of our international partners, you, PayPal is reserved strictly for you to give via F at FOC Church NWA at gmail.com. All right. So once again, uh, if you are an international partner, you, you utilize PayPal, but everyone else uh, within the uh, United States. Uh, you should be using the other four methods. Covenant partner registration, run over to FOCchurch.com if you haven't already to sign up to be a covenant partner so that we can have your updated information and things like that. So it takes about five minutes. Anybody in your household age 12 or older with an email, please take the time out to submit that for them. All right. And if you don't know Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior, man, and you heard about the blood the blood is designed to bring you freedom and, and it's simple just ask god to come into your life father I, I accept you into my life i accept the sacrifice that jesus uh paid on the cross with the shedding of his blood i know that through that that i have access to life eternal life and an abundant life so i receive you as my savior and i thank you that you are also giving me holy spirit to teach me to grow up in your character and your love and, and that's it and you're saved, right? 
And, and now you connect yourself with a, a, a church that teach you the word of God. And man, FOC is the best place to be. But if FOC is not where you feel called to, you connect with any of our partners and we'll be happy to help you find a place that serves your spiritual need. All right. So I think that's all the announcements. All right. So I love you guys. Y'all have a great night and I will see most of you. I'll see some of y'all. I'll see y'all on Friday morning and then I'll see y'all in person Sunday at our uh, Easter celebration. Be blessed.